you take those three that you know adaptive to change fast learners and um you know constantly wanting to push boundaries you know i think that's what you're looking for in any athlete that triathlon show episode 83 Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and on today's episode, I interview Mark Elliott, Triathlon New Zealand's High Performance Director. Compared to most of uh, these podcast episodes, this one is admittedly more about the training and development overall of elite athletes but don't let us scare you away if you're just listening to get tips for your own triathlon because we do get into specific tips quite a lot actually for age groupers as well we talk about three cornerstones or the main main traits of elite athletes that become successful that are things that age groupers can have just as much as the elites so listen in for those this episode is sponsored by precision hydration you can take their free online sweat test on precisionhydration.com to get your personalized hydration strategy because everybody loses a different amount of sodium in their sweat and they sweat different amounts. So the electrolyte needs in long events especially, but even in shorter events uh, and the climate obviously plays a role here, varies a lot from person to person. You can't just go for the generic a sports drink if you want to make sure that you get your electrolytes electrolyte needs met so go to precisionhydration.com take that free online sweat test it's linked to down below in the show notes and use the discount code that triathlon show all one word for 15 percent off this episode is also sponsored by Ventum, the super triathlon bikes that are super super fast we talked about their wind tunnel results previously and did you know that they offer a trade-up program so that you can get 110% of the value of your current bike towards the purchase when you buy a new Ventum bike? And Ventum can be found on VentumRacing.com. So now let's introduce today's guest, Mark Elliott. He is, as I said, the High Performance Director of Triathlon New Zealand. And this is a role he has also previously held between 2000 and 2004, 2005. And during that time, he led the program to achieve dual Olympic medals in Athens. And he was actually coaching Bevan Doherty at that time. And they also had six world championship titles in that time, I believe. And since then, he has spent two years leading the restructuring of Snow Sports New Zealand, and he has done strategic development for different Winter Olympic sporting bodies. And for the past nine years, he has led the strategic development of the high-performance athletes for Cycling New Zealand, resulting in six Olympic medals, 26 Commonwealth Games medals, and 87 World Championship medals. So I hope that you enjoy this interview with Mark Elliott on uh, the high performance development at New Zealand and mixed in with some tips for age groupers. Right, welcome Mark to That Triathlon Show. How are you this morning for you? Uh, great. Yeah, beautiful day here in New Zealand and um, blue sky and great day for being a triathlete out uh, riding the roads today. Perfect. Yeah, you're coming up on, on summer pretty pretty quickly, I guess. So you're the high performance director of uh, Triathlon New Zealand. W what is it that you do in that role? 
Well, look, um, you know, New Zealand sport is uh, focused around about uh, 18 target Olympic sports, and within each of those sports, um, there is a, a person who oversees both the strategic direction and, and the performance uh, priorities of those sports. So in my role as the performance director for Tri, um, my role is to make sure that the athletes have all the support they need, and uh, both in coaching and um, development for their you know, long-term goals to um, put themselves on the podium at World Championship, Olympic and Commonwealth Games um, you know, podiums. So my role is to make sure that uh, we create the right environment and um, yeah, the ability for athletes to be the best they can be. And you've been in that role now for just a short while, but you've been bef- the performance director before as well when New Zealand uh, did really good uh, around 2002-2004, I believe. You were the high performance director and then in between you've been doing things in, in cycling and some winter sports as well. Is that right? Yeah, I've been involved in high-performance sport in New Zealand for about 20 years. I um, started off as a physiotherapist, um, working with triathletes, uh, training at altitude way, way back in the late 90s with um, Dr. John Hellemans, who's, you know, I guess, regarded as the godfather of triathlon for New Zealand. And, um, yeah, was fortunate enough to um, guide um, the program through in 2004 to the, the gold-silver double in Athens. Um, I was coach of Bevan Doherty coached Bevan for about 10 years in that phase but as the high performance director uh, did that role for about four years then stepped into winter sport and and then led cycling here for about nine years and um, <clears throat> yeah the, the sports um, yeah I didn't know that you, that you coached coach Bevan that's uh, very interesting I, I did know that you were coaching as well but but I didn't know that that you you coached Bevan uh, but that's uh, yeah brilliant uh, what in your performance high performance director role are some of the biggest challenges that you see on any level really in the athlete development program when it comes to developing athletes for elite performance well i think the biggest challenge at the moment is to make sure athletes are exposed to quality coaches at the right times in their career um obviously these days with um you know, ITU calendar and now with mixed team relay coming onto the Olympic calendar, the, the racing calendar for athletes is is really, really heavy. Um, you know, racing pretty much starts in the first week of February and finishes in the last uh, of last week of October, first week of November. So having athletes exposed to the right coaches who, you know, can develop them over time, I think is the biggest challenge. And how do you try to overcome those that challenge specifically with coaches? What uh, w- are you working on that actively somehow by providing more education and or what what are you doing to to counteract that? Yeah, well, first thing um, it is about education and making sure you're getting around a table with your coaches. Um, you know, we have about six um, lead coaches who work with a number of our athletes across the country, and it's about getting there aligned in their thinking around making sure that we're um, you know, balancing an athlete's year and not trying to achieve things in the short term, but thinking about long term. So it's about education and it's about spending time uh, understanding how coaches operate. And then from there, um, you know, hopefully getting them um, thinking, you know, long term, not short term. And, and, you know, from an athlete's perspective, they get one shot at it, whereas a coach gets lots of times to work with athletes. So it's about actually making sure that every time that coach works with an athlete, they get it right. Yeah. So, so what from the long term perspective, long term development of an athlete? What do you see as? Uh, is there such an, a thing as an ideal uh, duration of a coach athlete relationship? Do does an athlete that uh, achieves success typically have multiple coaches throughout 
their career like starting out as a junior and then progressing and getting different coaches and getting and maybe even changing coaches mid-career when they're very successful or are there any any patterns that you see in in that oh i think that that comes down to the the relationship the coach and the athlete has and i think for every coach the the you know, the objective of being a coach is to make yourself redundant and pass your knowledge and skills over to the athlete so you know over time you would hope your athlete, you know, gets more exposed to more than just one coach and, and gets uh, skill and development from others. So, you know, I think the the relationship evolves. I think it's always good for um, athletes to be exposed to different coaching styles. Um, for them, though, they then work out what uh, maybe is their best way. And, you know, sometimes that's like a little bit of hit and miss. But, um, you know, it really comes down to the athlete actually understanding it's a long game and not trying to, uh, you know, find a silver bullet with with one coach over a short time because um, endurance sport doesn't work like that Mm, yeah so new zealand is obviously not the only country that has a strong high performance uh, program or initiative in place so you're competing with many other countries for those medals in tokyo uh, even though there are there are twice as many or will be twice as many now with uh, with the mixed team relay coming in but but how do you try to be better than other countries or is that something that you that you even focus on at all or are you just focused on what you're doing yourselves in your program yeah well we can only control you can only you know, typical um, sports psychology 101 you can only control what you do yourself and and really for us at the moment um you know triathlon new zealand hasn't really shown a lot of progression over the last few years so for us at the moment it's about actually working out or what does work for us and what's right for our environment to develop our athletes so that's what we're focusing on at the moment you know we're we're fortunate in new zealand we have um, amazing training facilities here you know you can ride out of our base here in cambridge in about two kilometers and be in a country road and not see another car for the next um you know hour so you know, there's no excuses from a training perspective. Um, key thing for us is to be, be getting it right and um, doing what works for us as a country and not to get uh, caught up in what everyone else is doing. Do you have any theories for why it has been a drier spell for uh, for New Zealand in, in triathlon success? Not not so much medals going on in, in recent championships. or And is, is there any particular reason for that? Oh, look, I think um, even back when I stepped out of the program in 2005, I don't think we fully understood the importance of long-term development for athletes and as opposed to rushing them through. And I think a lot of countries, you know, once they see talent, um, there's a real tendency to try and accelerate that talent. It's probably a little bit of the modern day and age. People want it tomorrow, uh, whereas, you know, the best endurance athletes, um, you know, the reason why guys like Javier Gomez are still around is that he's been doing it for, um, you know, well over... Uh, over 13 14 years so you know i think for us we just need to be mindful of not rushing athletes through and i think we've probably lost a lot of really young talented athletes by pushing them through too early so yeah we need to show some patience and at the same time make sure that the athletes we've currently got are are really doing the right thing the sport's changed a lot in the last 10 years it really has incredibly um different um, mindset and and uh, physiology with the athletes we've got these days coming through on the world stage and it's going to change again with um, you know sprint distance and mixed team relay becoming much more of a, a focus for athletes on the shorter distance yeah yeah so when talking about that long-term development of of an athlete are there any most important factors that determine whether an athlete becomes successful or not from in in that long-term development cycle I think the most important uh, thing for an athlete is that they are open to change, adaptable to new learning 
and um, and most importantly, a fast learners. Uh, the sport is probably perceived as um, you know ninety five percent physiology, whereas you know the physiology is a key part of it. But actually, um, how an athlete optimizes that with their strengths and weaknesses and and learns over their time is is probably the secret. So yeah, it's finding finding the right athletes who are open to new skills and able to learn quickly. Yeah, that that's a really really interesting answer and good a good one. Uh, I wouldn't have thought that you would answer answer that, but uh, yeah, really great. What what factors in the within athletes that are are training to become elite are more trainable than others, and and what sort of inherent factors? Uh, I don't think I don't know if that adaptability is an inherent factor really, but how how much, for example, do genetics play a role, or and are there other inherent factors that you really can't get around not having that are deal breakers when it comes to having a chance at at being a top athlete? Oh, look, I think if you if we all based things on genetic factors, then um, you know that would that would really uh, stifle a lot of reasons why kids do sport. Um, you know, the best ones are the ones who are hungry and, and are constantly wanting to push the boundaries. Um, you know, I think if you go and look at the attributes of gold medalists, um, you know, they're fast learners, um, they're adaptive to change, they're actually constantly challenging the boundaries. And, you know, I think if you take those three parameters, um, you know, there's probably about another six key parameters I can think of that are attributes of gold medalists. But you take those three that, you know, adaptive to change, fast learners and, you um, you know, constantly wanting to push boundaries. You know, I think that's what you're looking for in any athlete. And you know, wanting to push boundaries is not about trying to do thousand k bike weeks or um, 150k run weeks. It's actually about uh, you know pushing boundaries around their ability to maximise their performance without pushing themselves over the edge and doing that um, you know constantly over time. So that's um, you know that's what makes triathlon so cool because you're trying to balance um, three disciplines and um, and you know deliver that on any given day and uh that answer gives a lot of hope to to all age groupers because those are definitely factors that that any age groupers can have or can develop and use to become a better triathlete do have you coached many age groupers or have you focused on uh, elite triathletes in your own coaching yeah, I have. Um, you know, in my earlier days, I I ran when I was a physiotherapist. Um, pretty much ran a coaching business which dealt with age groupers, from dealing with Ironman to you know a great event we have in New Zealand here called the Coast to Coast, which is a multi-sport event which goes from one side of the the island to the other over about sort of ten to fifteen hours of racing. So yeah, a lot of age groupers, and and again, you know, the, the focus for them was around making sure that they weren't just focusing on physiology but focusing on good skill, efficiency on the bike, efficiency with their running technique, efficiency with their swimming or paddling as opposed to just training harder. So, um, yeah, the, the and, and making sure they're, they're in an environment where they're really enjoying it. And I think that's probably one other factor that's really critical for any athlete is, you know, you've got to, got to love what you do. Uh, so, so the reason that I ask is that uh, have you seen that in your age groupers that the ones that tend to be great improvers and, and improve a lot and achieve success at whatever level that is for them have kind of similar traits to those uh, three main traits that you mentioned, the adaptability of being fast learners and pushing boundaries for of elite athletes? Are there like, uh, is there a common ground there between success in age group triathlon or multisport and uh, elite sport? 
Look, I think with um, age groupers, there's a there's a real desire. They're, they're doing something because they're passionate and they want to challenge themselves, and, and that's no different to an elite. So there's some real similar analogies there. Um, you know, the, the best success I've seen with age group athletes are the ones that um, have a goal and and actually are prepared to take the time to get it right to get there um, and, you know, realise their own limitations and, and don't sort of just go and pick up a program on the internet and think all of a sudden that they can go and ride, um, you know, three or 400 Ks a week when they've never ridden a bike, but actually prepared to take the time to get the right bike, take the time to get the right setup. So they enjoy it and can get the most out of it. So, yeah, I think it's just about sitting down with that athlete and, and knowing where they've come from and then understanding where they want to go and, and, and taking and mapping that journey out for them. So, Real similar analogies between elite athletes and age groupers. There's, there's no different approach. It's just that um, uh, <laughs> elite athletes have no money, and age groupers generally have a lot of money to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, moving back a little bit to the elite athlete, I guess you see quite a large variance in when your current elite juniors or even elite uh, seniors has started triathlon. Some may have started early, and some may have started started really late, coming in from other sports. But for for triathletes, for for teens or or even kids go, getting into tri- triathlon, do you have any tips for parents of those uh, of those kids uh, that may be listening to to this uh, to this podcast? What well, what should what advice do you have for for them? Yeah, it's a great question at the moment and very topical for me. We're just setting up a um, a kids triathlon club uh, here in in Cambridge to. You know, Cambridge is a, a highly sporty town. We've got um, pretty much, you know, in New Zealand, there's about 300 elite athletes across all the Olympic disciplines and about 150 of them are based in this little town of 20,000 people. Um, so, you know, there's a whole lot of interest in sport in this community. So at the moment, we've got a whole lot of young kids that are coming in and joining this triathlon club. And, you know, the focus for us is actually, again, not about making sure that these kids are are training every day. It's actually that they're learning the skills to swim correctly, to run correctly, and learning bike skills, and and that's the pr- priority. But I think what tends to happen is a lot of kids get dragged into triathlon and athletics clubs and just get hammered with too much running and uh, training load. When you know at the age between twelve and and eighteen, they're going through massive adaptive change in puberty and growth, etc. So. Really, at the moment, I, I think the focus is is look for skill development and learning, and and importantly, in an environment where the kids are having fun. So, you know, kids are active. Doesn't matter what they do, um, whatever they do is uh, can be all good fun for them to uh, learn and enjoy the sport. And I guess that's what we're wanting, isn't it? We want kids to love the sport and carry on doing the sport for the rest of their lives. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, I think that many. Uh, many people, myself included, uh, regret that some sports, uh, let's call it swimming, that we haven't learned the skills as as kids, as opposed to having learned it as as adults. So, so definitely good to to have that, have that focus on on the skills development. Oh, it's so frustrating, isn't it? Swimming is such a technical sport. If you don't learn the right technique early, it's it's a real hard one to pick up later on, and those flaws just keep on coming through. So, yeah, a real challenge for any. Um, senior athlete but you know I guess the key thing is don't don't give up on uh trying to think that you can um or don't believe stop believing that you can um, learn those skills but don't uh don't just just thrash out more miles you know take the time to actually learn good technique because that'll uh, that'll uh, lead good things for you in the long run 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I've actually joined a, a swimming or a triathlon club and their swimming squad sessions where I'm swimming with mostly, there are a couple of other age groupers, but, but there, there's mostly juniors and under 23s in there that, uh, and most of them come from a swimming background, actually, even though there are triathletes now. And, and that's uh, been a massive benefit for, for my swimming, just to, to watch them swim and, and try to pick up bits and pieces here and there. So so that's uh, that's something that there are ways to to pick up that skill, but uh, it requires focus and, and hard work, of course. Um, so going back to the age groupers again, do you have some tips that they can use to if they want to improve in triathlon? This is, this can be anything. It can be training. It can be racing, nutrition, mindset. Uh, any any tips that you have for the age groupers that come to mind as uh, big uh, big drivers for improved performance for this segment of the audience? Gosh, we could be here all day with that uh, with answering that question. I mean, I think the key thing... Short and concise, short and concise, Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, the key thing is, um, you know, if you're an age group athlete, it's it's about enjoying the sport for what it is. And, you know, there's, there's so much uh, to be gained by, I mean, triathlon, you know, you, there's nothing better than going running with a bunch of people in the hills. There's nothing better than going for a bike ride for three hours with a bunch of uh, people that are like-minded and, and are keen to better themselves. And so, you know, any... Any age grouper out there, the first thing I'd do is go and connect yourself with the community and, and get get out riding and go do bunch rides and go and do swimming. You know, if you're training by yourself, you're actually missing out what the, uh, the the cool part of the sport is about. So let's just keep it simple as that, eh? Just uh, enjoy it and then go and enjoy it with others. It's probably the best way to get the most out of the sport. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's good. a good advice. And again, returning to me joining the swim squad, that's... Uh, on the swim side something that i found and also on the biking side with with having those group rides definitely definitely true i've been one of those that have has been training a lot on my own in the past couple of years and uh, it is uh, much easier to to always enjoy the sport and i've always been enjoying it on average but but to have all, every single day almost be very very enjoyable that's so much easier when you have that community around you so for in New Zealand and uh, with uh, triathlon New Zealand in particular, do you have some sort of uh, some sort of activities for age groupers, or what do you do for for age groupers in in New Zealand? <clears throat> yeah, my my role specifically is um, only with the high performance arm. So uh, age groupers, I have uh, very little to do with. Obviously, we connect with them at the World Champs, and you know, connect the elite team to the age group team when we're at the World Championships. Um, as we did this year in Rotterdam, but you know, to be fair, <clears throat> my background uh, and experience has really been in the high performance wing of uh, sport for the last uh, twenty years in New Zealand. So you know, the age group side, I've I've really stepped back from. But you know, there's um you know there's a strong community of age group in this country, and um, certainly in Auckland, there's there's a number of coaches driving really good little squads up there. Uh, so yeah, look, I'm probably not the best one to answer that one for you at the moment. No, okay, but but I, I was looking at your website and I thought there was a an age group tab there with that somebody on your staff is is working on that maybe but but i might have have been been looking at it wrong and yeah look, we've got um we've got a guy driving coaching development in new zealand um you know which then drops down to age group uh of you know from a coaching perspective for new zealand you know we have one of our lead coaches stephen sheldrake he's the he's the world age group champion for equ um for bike thon um so you know there's um aqua bike i should say so you know there's 
there's certainly a strong connection between the experience and knowledge sitting in the age group uh, community in New Zealand uh, and how that uh, feeds into our elite program. So it's connected, but um, for, for my role, really, this is about athletes uh, on the world stage, you know, trying to win Olympic and Commonwealth Games and Olympic uh, and World Championship medals. Yeah. So in addition, on the high performance side of things, again, in addition to the things you've mentioned, like getting the right coaches in place and uh, and also trying to to manage the, the busy travel and racing schedule and those sorts of things, what is your big, uh, let's call it goal or your the, the activity that you will do between now and Tokyo or even between now and the Commonwealth Games to to try to help uh, the New Zealand athletes achieve the best possible results? Look, I think the key thing we're focusing on in the program at the moment is consistency of performance um, and consistency of training load. You know, at the moment, a lot of our athletes have had uh, <clears throat> a number of uh, injury histories and, and uh, you know, doing uh, high-intensity training without the base to um, deliver that platform for. So, you know, again, that's that's probably the same context you can put with age group athletes as well. Just make sure you've got a nice strong base before you actually look at any quality so at the moment for us it's about actually building strength and um and training load within our athletes and and that'll be our focus for the next uh, 12 months that's for sure mm, yeah and uh, that again could be a a good takeaway a good lesson for from any listeners finally let's move into some rapid fire questions starting with what's your favorite book blog or resource related to triathlon that's a good question. I mean, my, my greatest resource is the uh, the coaches I work with. Um, you know, I think we're fortunate in New Zealand. We've got um, a diversity of skill set with our coaches. So, um, you know, any book you get these days, by the time it's printed, it's out of date. Um, uh, my, my greatest uh, resource is the, the coaches that, that are around me and, and actually just sowing seeds of ideas and bouncing ideas back and forth. And I think that's, um, you know, that's where we're going to find some you know, great gains for this country, uh, for the sport going forward is just um, collaboratively working together as a coaching group. So that'll be that'll be my answer on that one. Yeah, good answer. What's a personal habit that's helped you achieve success? Um, oh, gosh. Pro- probably the thing uh, that you know, I've been fortunate enough is that um, I have an ability to bring people together and align them in a in a clear direction and you know we go back to Athens where we won gold silver um, probably the defining moment for that success was actually eight months previously when the coaches um, you know obviously I was directing the program but we have Hamish Carter's coach and and myself as Bevan's coach and a couple of other athletes who are um, on the fringe of Olympic selection we all sat down and, and worked out collectively uh, what our you know what our priorities were going to be to be successful in Athens and in a way we didn't and, and live by that and it was about keeping those people together and aligned so I've been fortunate that um, I've been able to do that and probably the other thing is I'm, I'm always thinking ahead so always looking for what's next so you know I think anyone who's involved in high performance sport has to be aware of what's going on in front of them right now but they also also have to have one eye constantly to the future and you know, not talking about the next six months or the next six weeks, but talking about, you know, where things could be sitting in the next six years. And finally, who's some, who's somebody in triathlon that you look up to or admire? Um, yeah, look, there's, there's probably a couple of people. Um, <clears throat> like I've, I was, I was very, very fortunate to, um, coach, coach Bevan Doherty for 10 years. I don't think I've anyone met anyone who's ever trained harder, 
Um, you know, Bevan would be the first to say he wasn't the most naturally gifted athlete, but he was by undoubtedly the hardest trainer and, and most importantly, he, he grew to understand himself, how to get the best out of himself. But, you know, from a coaching perspective, I have a lot of respect for um, uh, Hamish Carter's coach, Chris Pallone, and how he approaches things. And, and also, you know, the godfather of a sport here in New Zealand, John Hallamans, is is still a, a really important mentor and, and a sounding board. And um, he's certainly something that uh, he's someone who has made a, a you know defining change to the sport here in this country. All right. And uh, finally, is there anything else that you want to mention before we close down this interview? No, it's all good. Thanks for the opportunity. Look forward to um, you know getting out and then, uh, you know doing a running session with the athletes in the next couple of hours. Oh, perfect! That sounds brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. This has been Mark Elliott from Triathlon New Zealand, the High Performance Director. It was uh, really nice chatting with you, Mark. Yeah, cheers, Michael. Thanks for the opportunity. There you have it. And for me, definitely the big takeaway from this episode was. Mark's uh, point about how great successful athletes are adaptable, they push boundaries and they are fast learners and and I think that's very very encouraging for any age group listening to this because that's something that we all can either have or develop, it's not anything that's genetic as far as I know but uh, I think that that's definitely something that anybody can improve a lot on before any potential genetic uh, boundaries come in the, into play here so yeah I really enjoyed hearing that and and I think that's uh, a good really really fascinating take on it so to find all the show notes for today's episode you can go to thattriathlonshow.com The next episode, which will be released on Thursday, as usual, this will be the 14th of December, is a beginner's guide to creating training plans. So definitely something that any beginner athlete should check out. And I would say even intermediate athletes should check it out because I don't think that many intermediates really, really understand all the basics, the fundamentals that you need that are very very simple and easy to learn, but but you need to know them when you create your training plan. So if you are going to be self-coached, this is stuff that you need to know. And to make sure that you don't miss that, you can always subscribe to the podcast. That is a really good way to do that. And also, please help me out. Just a couple of weeks left of this year. So uh, please, please, please help me get to those 100 ratings and reviews that I'm shooting for as my goal for 2017. Give me a rating and review on iTunes. That really, really helps the podcast. And I have created a guide for you on how to do that if you're not sure how on scientifictriathlon.com forward slash rate. Thank you to Ventum for sponsoring this episode. Check them out on VentumRacing.com. All Ventum bikes are very, very travel-friendly. They are designed specifically for athletes who are traveling to races. They're easier to build, pack and travel than any other superbike. And the backstory of this is that the Ventum co-founder Jimmy Sear is a former pro from Australia and one of his biggest complaints about his old bike was how much of a pain in the ass it was to break down and pack for travel. Thank you also to Precision Hydration. Go and take their free online sweat test on precisionhydration.com to get your personalized hydration strategy for your next race and use the discount code thattriathlonshow, all one word, for 15% off. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.